You said your sister-in-law killed a man and a woman here and cut them up? You said they found hands and feet, but they never found any heads. Cal walking by. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but seriously, we're S- back. Seriously. Go ahead. Seriously. Go ahead. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Um, a little clink, clink, clink over there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I got my beer. We'll clink it. Cheers. I never clinked it before. No, I'm not, not going to clink it. <laughs> So we're uh, on episode 134. Right on. Right on. This is the tale of quiet rage. Quiet rage? Yes. I have a buddy I call rage, so that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I thought and so. And he's quiet. Yeah, it's not... I giggled a little bit when I wrote that. I Wait, like... <laughs> it sounds like you did it on purpose. <laughs> yes. Rage. Rage. Um, right. Shout out. Uh, so born in May of 1937, the fourth of seven children, Reuben Carter, my name is Ruben. He was raised in Clifton, New Jersey, along with his siblings by a strict disciplinarian as a father and mother. Um, his, their parents' name was Lloyd and Bertha. Oh, right. Yeah. Lloyd and Bertha. Uh-huh. Lloyd worked at a rubber factory and ran the ice delivery service route in the morning to help provide for the very large family. He also made time to be a deacon at the church to which the family was devout to. Uh, from the beginning, Reuben had a troubled relationship with his father, which only grew worse over time, as Reuben was a bit of a difficult child. Just kind of into stuff. And how, Which one is he out of all the kids again? He is fourth out of seven. Okay. At the age of eight, Reuben was made to work the ice delivery service uh, route with his father because of his poor grades and bad student, uh, uh, his bad notes that he got from his teachers. Um, it was like basically punishment. So did they kick him out of school? No, he did it in the morning before school. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. It's in the morning. But it's like so a punishment. Like morning as in like 4 a.m.? Yeah, so this is like an ice delivery route, like how they yeah, delivered they milk like a, like or paper. Yeah, exactly. Ice, <laughs> yep. right? Yep. So it's like a 4 a.m. thing that he would get up and go do before going to school. That sounds super tight. Yeah. And it was basically punishment because he was a shitty student, but it was later determined. So you want to wear him the fuck out before he gets Mm -hmm. to school so he can continue to not care, plus be too tired. Yeah. And also he he has learning disabilities, which was later figured out. And he also had a stutter. So there's a reason he's bad at school is because school's not made for people like him. Okay. I mean, like some, you know, people learn differently and some people learn really well in the way that school is set up and other people like you, that environment didn't work well. Thanks, man. And you, well, I mean, in the sense of like, you were like, I hate school. I don't want to be here. Learning is stupid, but you like to learn on your own time. I never said learning is stupid. Learning is great. Learning in that way is stupid. Learn me when I want to be learned. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that some people just like the the sitting at a desk and listening to somebody lecture you, especially like seven or eight and nine year olds. Absolutely. When your fucking energy level is blowing, no, it's through, ridiculous. Out of your fucking ears. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So the next year, at the age of nine, Reuben and a few friends stole a couple clothes from a local store. When his father found out, he turned his son into the cops. And Reuben had his first criminal charge on At record. At what age? 
nine. Damn. Yes. Well, he is working. Yeah. So he probably feels like a man. Yeah, you're right. So he got two years probation for that, which seems a little harsh, but I guess it's the, you know, the, this would be like the 50s, I guess. Yeah, but what's probation? Two, well, I mean, he just like... I mean, you have to just not if, be a, a you, little asshole yeah, pretty for much. two years. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Why, that's not harsh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he should be able to throw some shit, kid, you know. He should be able whatever. to throw some fucking rocks at a car and not not have to deal he with any shit. Stole a few clothes and then still return them. Like, come on. But either way, at the age of eleven, there were some reports that it was fourteen, but who knows? Um, well, let's say twelve and a half. Yeah, okay. When he was twelve and a half, <laughs> we'll cut the difference. <laughs> um, Ruben got into actual trouble when he stabbed a man with a Boy Scout knife who he was claiming was trying to sexually assault him um, or one of his friends. It's a little unclear of who the sexual assault Sliced? was for. Stabbed. Or stabbed. Stabbed. Did you say stabbed? I said stabbed. He stabbed a man with a Boy Scout knife. Okay. Okay. Where at again? Uh, I think in the like um, abdomen. It wasn't, it wasn't like... It wasn't life threatening. Like uh, I was a, uh, I kept. Ooh, I've been in a movie mood lately, mm-hmm. so I I keep looking over and almost grabbing. Um, fuck, what is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's right behind you. So, uh, Kick Ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just uh, all I could rem- all I could think of is when he gets fucking stabbed. Like <laughs> yes. the first time he yes. tries to be a superhero, and the dude just straight, <laughs> straight stabs, him. stabs him. Oh my god. <laughs> This is the worst. Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Um. So yeah, so he stabbed this guy. Uh, he was sent to Jamesburg State Home for Boys to live until turning the age eighteen. Uh, he said he was beaten and abused there, and he basically did not stay the full time. He ended up leaving a year before he should have been released. He escaped, and he joined the U.S. Army at seventeen. Yeah. He went to basic tra- training in South Carolina before being stationed um, in West Germany. And there, Ruben found a new love in life, which it was boxing. Oh. Yeah. This is why I was excited to do this story now. Hands. Hands. So how old is he when he's getting into hands? 17. Oh, okay. So he gets in. He gets in and immediately. I mean, immediately he's starts immediately, throwing hands. Yeah. Ruben begins to box for the army doing this over the next two years until he's finally discharged in 1956 is, quote, unfit for service after getting court-martialed four times. For what? Several different things. Boxing the shit out of people? Uh, no, it was, um, most of it was, like, petty, like, crime charges. Okay. He was still like, you know, like I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna still this. very much still a child. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was a paratrooper in the 101st, 101st, 104th, 104th uh, Airborne Division. Listen in- up, it's a kind of fucking serious. <laughs> and he thrived. <laughs> uh, he thrived in his career, but always caused trouble. And boxing at least helped temper that a little bit. While in service, he won two European light welter light welterweight championships and was intended on becoming a professional boxer upon being discharged his um his record at that time he had a total of he won a total of 51 bouts 35 by knockout jesus only losing five so he had a total of um uh 55 56 fights yeah won 51 of them and very 35 of them by knockout very solid record yes very much so (laughs) 
Ruben said that he loved fighting and fighters saying that, quote, they are strong, honest people, hardworking and equally hard fighting. There are no complications there whatsoever. No tension, no fear. Okay. Yeah. But the state of New Jersey had a pretty different plan for when he got out because he was like, oh, I'll just become a professional boxer. And they're like, hey, yeah, you remember when you escaped from that boy's home? Well, you still have to do your time. What? Yeah. That's kid shit. How he, old is he now? He's this been like three years. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. And he's got to go back and deal with some kid he, shit? He's got to... No, he has to serve the remaining 10 months in prison. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, so he doesn't go back to the boys' home. He goes to prison because he escaped Lame. from the boys' home. Lame. Yeah. yeah. Almost immediately upon being released in 1957 from prison, he's rearrested for snatching a purse. What? Go box, dumbass. Yeah. How long was he in prison? He was ten in months? prison for 10 months, and then Come he spends on. another four years there. Couple stacks of books. You're yeah. doing dips. Your push-ups. Your crunchies. Well, he's, little shadow boxing. Let's fucking go. Well, Why he, are you not coming out and just boxing? Well, that's what he does over the next four years. And but hold on, he takes the purse. He takes the purse and gets four more years. Four fucking yeah. So years. he's in there for ten months. Gets out. Steals oh, a purse. Now gets how four quick years. is that? He gets out and immediately is re-arrested. And we're, we're like we're within saying, a week, maybe. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying he, that was like a week. Mm. He didn't have anything when he got out. So Sweet. more than likely, yeah, he was resorted Sweet to stealing. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, he does exactly what you say. He channels his anger into boxing. He finally turns pro in 1961. He said that while in prison, he, quote, his quiet rage became uh, my constant companion. And that, quote, fighting was the pulse beating, of, beating my heart. Okay. So goes to jail for 10 months. Mm-hmm. Gets out. Doesn't know what to do. Takes a purse back in jail okay this time we get out of jail somehow we find ourselves boxing now what was the difference between the first time he got out of jail and the second time because he got out of jail the in the 10 months he was like oh i'm only here for 10 months so i don't need to like do much but like just keep myself in shape mm-hmm. but four years pissed him off so he spent four years fighting not fighting but you know training boxing talking setting himself up so when he got out he could go right into professional could you fucking imagine i mean again he's a child being in jail who, for 10 months oh which God. would probably feel like five fucking years yeah and then you immediately go back and be like whoo that's so whoa yeah and i'm back yeah for how long four years sweet that would Jesus. be the worst wow yeah i can't make that which joke again because we already did it but what be the worst <laughs> yeah <laughs> that shit especially after just getting out mm-hmm. you in for four years that might as well be 20 fucking years oh yeah it probably felt mm-hmm. like a lifetime oh my god i mean think about us we like we they're like oh yeah it'd be like you know just quarantine for like a couple weeks and then it's like well, right, see we're, you later. we're gonna have a stay-at-home order for a couple months, and just like we'll let it die down. And then it's like, oh, well, things are looking good. Whoa, 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 whoa! You guys are getting getting cases again. So like, let's reduce it. Groundhog Day. Yeah, it, like it's and then the, as you said, I was like, yeah, um, we were talking about Christmas. I was like, yeah, a couple weeks ago, and you were like, oh, this past Christmas, and I was like, yeah, just a couple weeks ago, and you were like, I just felt like forever. I felt like forever ago. Yeah. Anyway, back on track. Uh, yeah. So he gets out this time and is focused on fighting. He starts a fighting he, he starts a streak basically. He goes um now are on these a, like like smokers like are these like bar 
fights he's getting cash for. No, these are or pro he fights. In the he's professional pro, now. He's in the professional ranks. He's in the ranks. professional ranks. Okay. He goes on. He gets four matches. He wins them all in a row. Um, two were by knockout. His style is um, described as being aggressive. They said that his punching power resulted in early round finishes pretty often. And it drew attention pretty quick. So, and what weight is he? Uh, he's a light welterweight. Well, there's like a thousand fucking boxing weights. I so know. Um, oh, I, oh like I'm MMA. sorry. I, I did. I have his stats right here. I don't know why. I was like, I don't know why. How like much? How big, like it's how the tall next is he? Do you know? He's 5'8 and about 155 to 160. Okay. Yeah, that is like lightning fucking fast but also knockout power size that is prime time for knocking people the fuck out it's funny you say lightning fast because that is uh what basically earned him his nickname because the smaller dudes are like crazy fucking fast but they don't have the juice and the bigger dudes have the juice but they're not not as fast fast. so you get in those middle like 55 like 45 Mm -hmm. 55 70 it's fucking night night yeah well that i mean that's isn't that the thing with connor where they're like yeah Yeah, like people underestimate him until they get in there yeah Yeah. brick hands dumb fast yeah exactly um so you may now recognize this guy once i tell you the nickname possibly okay um but the light lightning fast punches that you're describing with a lot of power behind him earned him the nickname the hurricane uh probably uh, like maybe here in a little while you'll know why i'm i say you might know it okay so soon the hurricane became one of the top contenders for the world's middleweight crown so he was welterweight middleweight is up middleweight is up middleweight in uh i guess boxing. mma is 85 oh okay I don't know exactly what it would is. Have been. It could be the same, but it could be different okay. in boxing. I'm not um, sure. So he had a match in December of 1963. It was a non-title bout. He beat the then welterweight world champion, Emil Griffith, Griffin? Griffith in a first round knockout. So Damn. this dude's the world champion welterweight, and the, he takes him out in the first round in a knockout. Iced. Yeah. Over the year, Ruben then fights six times total, winning four, losing two. Uh, and it was looking like he would remain in the lower part of the top 10 until Emil went down. And that's when he became champion. Mm-hmm. So that same year, he married his longtime girlfriend. Her name was May Thelma. Not a not a name you hear a lot. That's her full name? Or May that's Thelma. Her, that's her... It's like Mary Jane. Oh, okay. It's like one. It's her. It's, she it's has like, two first. You have names. two first names. Yeah. It's May Thelma. May Thelma. That does not roll no, off. No, it's the Thelma May would make more sense. Or th- yeah, and then you yeah. could say it like Thelma May. Thelma that May sounds like yeah. an area that would have a name. Yeah. Like Thelma May. Yeah. So the hurricane went on to win his next two fights before he lost one, uh, lost his one shot at the title in a fifteen round split decision to reigning champion Joe. Gilladaro? I'm not sure if I said that right. In December 1964. Uh, However, even though he lost the match, it was uh, wildly... uh, He was wildly regarded as being a good bet to win the next title. Um, The... Joe? No, the Hurricane. Oh, the Hurricane. Ruben. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Ruben. But things from there went downhill. He fought nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Over 1965, winning five, but he lost the other four. His fight against Dick Tigger. Right on. Was, uh, it might be Tiger. I could have misspelled that. Who knows? Dick Tiger, Dick Ho- Tigger. Hopefully Either one works. Dick Tigger. <laughs> <laughs> he was part, it was part, um, 
definitely brutal. Uh, Ruben saying it was the worst beating he had took inside. He had took in his life inside or outside of the ring. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He has, what, 60 fucking fights? Yeah, at this point, so that's over saying 60. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm about to give you the breakdown for his professional fights. Um, so that doesn't count the ones from the army. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, he's... When I tell you this record, you want to add the 50 or whatever we said before. Right. So uh, while in London that year, he had a fight against Harry Scott and Ruben was involved in an incident where a firearm was discharged in his hotel room. He wasn't charged with anything and there was no injury, but it was definitely something that, of course, caused him to just, you know, look like a more of a troublemaker. Um, so it was just one of those things that, like, now MMA, like, you know, how, like, when Connor threw the thing at the bus, it's like, how many times did we see that? It would be like, that'd be like, and then a gun went off in his hotel room. And it's like, yeah, but it didn't, nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. It's funny now that Connor's, like, kind of humble because he's already made a bunch of money. He mm-hmm. knows he knows people will come see him. So they don't have to show any of that shit. But yeah. it would be funny if one of them, like, one of the producers are fucked up and was like, oh, we're not, oh, 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 no, shit, oh, no, oh, wait, wait, we're, we're we're not talking about we're, that anymore? We're we're right. We're saying he's nice. We're on his side this time? I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean that. Let's <laughs> roll the footage of him feeding that duck. Yeah. That'll be... Yeah, or playing with his kid. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So in total, Ruben's professional career was he had 27 wins, 12 losses, one draw. Um, he had a total of 40 fights. So out of the 27 wins... 19 of them were knockouts, 11 were TKOs. Right on. We're beating people. Yeah. The people in his town uh, loved him. He had a slight celebrity with everyone but law enforcement, who he had a criminal record with. (laughs) Many, uh, mainly because Ruben was not quiet. He was an angry person, and he definitely talked a lot of shit about how the police treated black, uh, black residents in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and he also was a frequent uh nightclub and bar person had a history of trouble with the law and you know just like to get a little loose so sounds about right yeah so he was a little loud and he was loud about not liking law enforcement so they in turn did not like him also we're at a time where because he's black already has that against him 60s yeah yeah. 67. Pretty 66. Fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um they And where w- are we at? Again? Uh this we're in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so in in not like you know, near the city Jersey. Like yeah. this is like New Jersey that nobody you. thinks of. Um so they he was even charged at one point for advocating for violence against law enforcement in the pursuit of racial justice by just like having a like being part of a protest. You know, just like one of those things where it's like you're saying I'm inciting violence but I'm just like walking with a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Ruben obviously again he was a loud person. He his personality was loud. His wardrobe was loud because he flaunted his personality. How would he dress? Um in like the a pimp? ring Sort of. Man, in that's the fucking r- sick. In the ring, he wore a hooded black velvet robe that was trimmed with gold thread and had an image of a crouching black panther on the back. That sounds so fucking dope. Yep. <laughs> Out of the ring, he dressed in custom tailor suits and drove a black um, Cadillac uh, El, Do- El Dorado. The way I want to see him is pretty much looks like Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Driving a big stretched out. Yeah. 
crispy whip. Yeah. So the um, Cadillac above the headlights, it had in silver lettering an engravement of Reuben Hurricane Carter. Booyah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> he, um, he, so he was flashy in and out of the ring. So he brought a lot of attention mm-hmm. and he also just like Connor will play the heel when he needed to. Cause it was like, well, Sells this fights. is going to sell fights. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there were others outside of law enforcement that also hated Ruben. There was an article written in the Saturday Evening Post, which which suggested that Ruben was a black militant who believed that the um, black citizens of the United States should shoot the police if they feel victimized, which is not anything he ever said. Uh, Though Ruben denied the viewpoint as being fact, he started getting a lot of harassment by law enforcement law enforcement and their supporters once that article came out his cadillac broke down a few days after in the middle of the night Uh and he instead of getting help he was thrown in jail for the night without being charged with any crime and you know just kind of like left there to deal with it until somebody would finally came and helped him yeah it's like his car broke down Mm -hmm. and you threw him in jail beautiful yeah uh, they fingerprinted and photographed him for record just because he was a convicted felon and they wanted to make sure he didn't just commit a crime. Just in case that car breaks down again. And we want to make sure we got your fingerprints. Exactly. And that night th- is when he realized that the FBI had opened a case against him because of Jesus. the um, inciting racial violence. For, so for something he didn't say, he has a bunch of eyeballs on him now. Exactly. Awesome. So because of this article, uh, because someone else else's fucking opinion, he now has eyes on him. And which, literally just a couple strokes yeah. of the keyboard mm-hmm. and you're changing this whole guy's life. Exactly. So many believe the main issue um, was that Ruben had became a Muslim while in prison. He... He hadn't really fully, or he hadn't formally converted, but he had become interested in Islamic studies. And he eventually, um, in, in, when he was talking to the media, he would, he made it sound like he had a good relationship with Malcolm X, um, after, you know, becoming Muslim or, or getting into the Islamic studies, which is not documented that they were ever like close friends, but you know, it seemed like, why wouldn't you name drop if you... Mm-hmm. You know, again, he's a he's a loud, boisterous person. He's going to he's going to say shit. So um, that could be another reason why possibly the FBI was looking at him, because, of course, he was looking at Malcolm X. They were looking at Fred Hampton, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So eventually um, he basically now has a target on his back from local and federal government. And that's when we arrive at June 16th, 1966. Earlier that day, a black tavern owner, tavern owner in the city, was shot dead uh, by the former owner of the business. So, a white man, white man, had formerly owned this tavern. Okay. And something had happened, and he either lost the business or got bought out by a black man. And that white guy eventually took revenge how long shooting the black guy had it been since he owned the bar not really sure of the details on that okay um racial tension was already high obviously time new jersey that's so fucking crazy all that shit yeah you own a bar and now you're thinking of murdering someone yeah exactly how do you become that kind of person another bar yeah exactly so ruben now he's 29 which 
it's so funny because when you talk about these stories and you talk about somebody who's at like, you know, over like right at a hundred fights or something, it's like, man, he's like in his forties now. And it's like 29. Yeah. That's how <laughs> boxers are. Though. Oh yeah. They'll yeah. Definitely. Fucking hundred fights before they become pro. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's crazy. So he's 29. He spends the evening with his wife and two year old daughter before heading out for the night to drink. He eventually ends up at a place called the night spot. At around 2.30 a.m., about a half a mile away from the night spot, was a bar called uh, the uh, Lafayette Grill, which was also open but was lacking life, um, not really as up uppity as uh, the night spot. So that was kind of like the loud, like crazy spot. This is like the more like you go drink by yourself spot. Word. Uh, two men and a woman, all white. We're sitting at the bar when two black men entered, with one with a shotgun, one with a pistol, and they just shoot all three of them dead. What? Mm-hmm. Immediately, authorities felt like it was a retaliation murder for the black tavern owner's death earlier that day. But not the same place. Not the same place, not the same people involved, but they just feel it like, oh, that was white versus black. Now the blacks are coming Jesus back to take revenge. Christ. Again, this is just a assumption. That is insane. So they start searching for two suspects. About the time that the police are going to, you know, the the grill starting their investigation, Ruben is about to head home and he's been spending the night, the like evening with this guy named John Artis, who is an acquaintance of his. And before leaving, John says, hey, do you mind taking me home? And they drive off in Ruben's white Dodge sedan, which just so happened to be similar to the car that was described that these two suspects were Oh, Jesus Christ. Of course it is. It's a half mile down the road. They are driving towards it, get stopped immediately. Yeah. They get stopped. They do not fit the description of either suspect that was given, but they're black men in a white Cadillac, which is what the description generally is. But so it was the, a Dodge. Uh, what did I say? Cadillac. Well, I didn't know he that had was the Cadillac, but Dodge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is white Dodge sedan is basically what they were supposed to be driving. Okay. My fault. So the car is similar. Their color is similar, but they don't look like the suspects. And that is noted immediately. It's like, well, you don't look like the description of what was given to us, but we're going to stop so you So move anyway. along. You the fuck think. are we doing? So the car is searched. Both are given a lie detector test. Lie detector test. They pass, but they're only released after one of the wounded patrons from the grill says, I don't, I don't recognize either of those guys. Jeez. So they really had no reason to hold them, but they just kept holding them. Until they had, I guess, in 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 denial, undeniable. What? When you know to like, when you literally in your own brain, you're telling yourself, "Well, I know these aren't the guys." The but cops you keep said fucking that, going. The cops said they had a feeling about them. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. the feeling. Mm-hmm. Two months later, in in Argentina, Ruben fights and he loses by decision to Rocky Rivero. Two months after that, so four months after the the murders mm-hmm. uh reuben and john are arrested and charged with these murders he just is at home one day and the cops show up and arrest him so they don't fit the description they don't fit the description they, they pass the lie, de- lie detector test but they there, just say there, there is a eyewitness who was wounded literally who said, said that is not that's them. not them 
but they couldn't find the people. Because so they had a feeling, and they couldn't find who but did But they it. couldn't find them, so they're like, hey, remember when we talked to those guys? Do, do you still have their number? Mm-hmm. And then you just go arrest them and be like, well, we can't find the other people, so we're well, going to say Well, most of the time you, you can't arrest without you know evidence well then what evidence do they have they don't really have much so why are they getting arrested because it's 1966 67 ah so at the trial which took place in 67 three witnesses testified that reuben and john were at the night spot most of the night and could not have committed the murders but the prosecution called two witnesses that were white guys this Two guys were Al, um, Alfred Bellow and Arthur Bradley. We're over here, Your Honor, you know, being white, mm-hmm. you know, like good, good people, white people, you know, like yeah. good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that we saw them and they did it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's get home. Let's get home for lunch. Alfred said that he saw both Reuben and John leaving the tavern with guns in their hands. Arthur said he didn't, he couldn't identify John, but Reuben was 100% there with gun in hand. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But neither guy was actually in the bar. They were outside of the bar. Garbage. And do you know what they were doing outside of the bar and why they were... What? Is that a car alarm? Sounded like it. That's weird. They were outside of the barn... Or outside of the barn. Outside of the bar and around the vicinity when the shooting happened because they were trying to rob the factory that was nearby. Who was? The white guys? The two white guys that became the eyewitnesses. Sweet Jesus. Mm -hmm. At no point did the prosecution provide a motive as to why Reuben and John would kill these three white people. Also, wouldn't the judge be like, so what are you guys doing there? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, you, it, that's, why were doesn't you matter. Oh, so you saw him? What were you doing there? Yeah. I mean, that's a long, simple unless question. Someone, what did you happen yeah, I mean, to the, be there They can ask, for? but the point is, is that, so the, the, um, point is that so we're if, the, if the defendant, the if, the, if the defense attorney says, why were you there? Because, of course, they're the prosecution is not going to ask that question. They're just going to say, so you you were outside of the bar that night, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're going to avoid why they were there. But you don't want to ask the, somebody. But the, the defense attorney will say, why were you at the bar that night? And if the, they try to press it, then the prosecution will try to say, you know, they can't. What about the guy that got wounded? Couldn't he go, uh, these two motherfuckers weren't in there that night? I was working all night. If, if if it's asked. So they're outside. Well, why can't we dig into their side of things? Well, I mean, but that's that's because they're not on trial. Awesome. So, um, at, again, no point was motive given. Um, basically, the only evidence, quote unquote, they had were these eyewitness testimonies of these two guys outside of the bar, which directly uh, contradicted the ones given from the people inside of the bar and the people at the night spot who testified that John and uh, Reuben were there and never left. So no matter what, (laughs) they were found guilty. Reuben was, neither got the death penalty, which they were up for, but Reuben got 30 years to life and John got 15 to life. fucking unbelievable. Ruben's fight against Rocky ended up being the last fight of his life. His record ended um, again with just the uh, the twenty seven wins, twelve losses, and one draw. Professional. Oh, I'm definitely gonna look that fight up. Yeah. Pissed off, Ruben became de- um, defiant in prison. He refused to wear a uniform or work in the institutional job system. 
Uh, he sustained by canned food and soup that he heated on an electric coil because he refused to eat any of the prison food. He also spent all of his time scouring law books and trying to get a new trial. His fame made him a hero among other inmates, and he... Um, he's even been accredited for assisting commenting rioters during an uprising in 1971. And at least one guard reported that Ruben saved his life that night. This but, is so fucking crazy. Yeah. But still, Ruben was in prison and couldn't get an appeal pushed through. His boxing career left him with many injuries. And eventually he had a de- detached retina in his right eye that needed an operation to, to repair it. But prison hospital has inadequate medical care and instead he just ended up losing vision in that eye awesome by 1974 it seemed hopeless for Ruben but that summer things seemed to change the New York Times obtained recant uh, recants from both Alfred and Arthur the two white guys um, both men confirmed that they had been pressed by authorities to falsely identify Ruben and John in what? exchange for leniency for their own crimes what prompted this they're recanting yeah the new york times apparently pressed them for like uh, w- what happened so somebody did look into their side and be like wait a yeah, minute yeah it just took what a little the fuck while. were you guys yeah, doing there exactly so they said yeah we falsely we falsely identified them and the only reason we did it is because we were told we would get leniency for trying to rob the factory great yeah so that was finally new evidence needed for the courts to overturn the guilty verdicts, which took place in 1967. Immediately, Ruben was hailed a civil rights champion um, and had a fundraising army national defense team working on for him. Bob Dylan, along with many others, performed a benefit concert at Madison Square Garden for Ruben. And Muhammad Ali attended his pre-trial hearings to show support. Damn. During their his so they were out of prison for um, bail for nine months um, before the trial Ruben and his wife conceive a second child Uh, at the second trial which finally took place in December of that year the prosecution put forth the revenge killing theory um, and Alfred the recanter recanted his recant get you can you just do that no making him the sole witness to replace Ruben and John at the grill you really can't do that, but the fucking jury found them guilty again. Unbelievable. Nah. I mean, nah. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, nah. I mean, nah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we... Why would we listen to you anymore? Pretty much. And all of their support basically went out the window because at that point, everyone's like, well, I guess you did do this. So all of that support they gained... How is this all, real life? Yeah, yeah. Six days after they were found guilty for the second time, Ruben's son was born. His second son. Or second child. In 1981, John was finally paroled after doing 15 years. So he did at least a portion of his sentence. Four more years went by in prison for Reuben before the federal courts overturned the conviction in 1985, finally ruling that the prosecution had fatally infected the trial. And that's when Reuben was free again. So these guys, is this story going to end with one of them getting like, a hammer to the fucking face or something like that uh the two guys that put them in prison ruining someone's life yeah yeah you have ruined someone's life because you are just a piece of fucking oh yeah well there's a lot of pieces of garbage in here the saturday evening post this is insane so that a random ass fucking person 
Oh yeah. Can just be like, oh, actually, nah, it's this. Well, it's like, I mean, why it's would we not listen just to you? you're a fucking criminal. You're sitting there not rotting just, in jail. He is white. They are black. It's the jury insane. is white. The, the I mean, it really is. This a, shit is insane. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of anything like this. It's I've very, heard of like, oh, this white guy mm-hmm. just said that he did it. So that I mean, you've heard that story yeah. a million times. Yeah. But the taking it back. Yeah. And then take taking, taking that back. Yeah. And them listening to... Yeah. Why yep. would anyone listen to because him? Because people are stupid. So, anyway, he's free again. This is fucked. He's freed again. But the prosecution attempts several times to reinstate the conviction. All the way till 1988 when the Federal Appeals Court and the Supreme Court both said, no, you cannot bring charges against him anymore because we're formally dismissing them. And who wants to again? Uh, the prosecution. For what? The people that have put him in jail twice. What are you getting out of because that? Because they think he did it. I don't know. So it's like years later. I think later. it's because they don't want to say, they don't want to. Years pl- later. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the ultimate, we don't want to say we were wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's what, yeah, it's weed legalization in exactly, this country. Exactly, exactly. Well, we'll ease into it. Why? It's all good. Everything seems good. It's good. Everybody good. You're good. I'm good. Yeah, but yeah, I still think, yeah, give it a minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Remember what Reagan said. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what it's going to do in 20 years. I mean, I, st- I know I still got my dare shirt. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'm st- I'm holding true. Exactly. So, let's just chill. So, 22 years after the original indictments, the charges are formally dismissed against Ruben and John. Uh after being released, Ruben moves... Now that his career's over and he doesn't have a fucking eyeball. This is sick. Yeah. Cool. Wait, things aren't the worst. After being released, Ruben moves to Toronto. He helps others in situations like him. He sets up a non-profit organization. And eventually, John uh, joins him in the organization, too. And so they start this non-profit that helps, um, uh, you know, people that have been convicted. People that have been fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So in 1996, Ruben's arrested again. For what? Mistaken identity. They believed he was a suspect who had sold drugs to an underage officer. Okay. They realized their error when they confirmed that the man in custody was not a 30-year-old man. Oh, also, this dude's... You know who the fuck he is. He laughed that one off. He was a boxer. Oh, yeah. And then he had this wackadoodle <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, trial. Yeah, exactly. And trial. Yeah. And, and, and other trial. And another trial. Yeah. Yeah. You know who the fuck he is. Yeah. In 2011, he released his autobiography. And the next year, he was diagnosed with terminal prostate cancer and given three to six months to live. And that's immediately... Uh, that's when John moved in and took care of him. Um, so him and John remain friends for the rest of his life. Ruben finally passed away in April of 2014. Um, he basically garnered that support back. And, you know, once it was shown that he was wrongfully convicted multiple times, he became more of a, I mean, he, 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 his, even though he did have a span of time in life that was taken from him, he, he did end it in a much better position than he was Just crazy at 30. For yeah. someone uh, that yeah. had been repeatedly fucked mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. bob dylan wrote a song in 1975 called hurricane which is about reuben and proclaims his innocence i don't know the words but is that the song that's the song yeah and it's ni- a sick song yeah yeah definitely in 1999 
this is where you might know Ruben from. Denzel Washington starred in a movie called Hurricane, which depicts the accusations, trial, and time in prison that Ruben Smith. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Mac Daddy Denzel yeah. mode. And uh, randomly on Fighter and the Kid, they like they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, in, like uh, they were talking about Denzel and they're like, I can't remember what they were saying. Somebody said, I think like, oh, like this is the best Denzel movie. And they were like, uh, Training Day, Hurricane, blah, blah, blah. Pretty hard to pick out a best Denzel That's movie. That's what they were saying. That's what Brendan was saying is it's like pretty hard to pick that There's out. There's definitely a handful that are like contenders yeah. for that spot. Uh, where was the murder? The people shot at the bar. I kind of moved past it. I noticed. Well, there's there is no it is we'll technically an unsolved something but up. <laughs> something I just, up. I will you know I don't like normally I don't do ones where I where it's an unsolved technically, but that someone was convicted, which we've done before, so I'm not breaking things. But I really wanted to do a, a boxing one, and he's well known. And uh, I was like waiting for him to murder someone. Uh-huh. Like hopefully those two white dudes. Yeah. Or at least one of no. them. The the fucking. Back and forth and back and forth. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snap one. Snap, yeah. Definitely murder that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, or him be murdered when he gets out because people were pissed that he got out. No, sorry. How dare that innocent guy get the fuck out? Well, I'm really sorry that I did a unclimactic, anti Well, it's like, I don't know. It seems like... Um, <laughs> it seems like the episode was... Uh, like about this one thing, like if we were, if the episode was a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show, the murder would have been like in the background of one of the scenes as like two characters are taking a stroll in the park. You'll see someone in the background get murdered. Hmm. Well, sorry. I guess I did not do my job this week. No, I mean, I still very much I mean, I, the this is one of the ones where it's like, you know, normally I'd be like, and he was convicted and there was like an appeal, but like he went back to jail. Oh, no, no, no. But Good like story. that is part of the... Definitely going to look into it. Definitely yeah. going to listen to mm-hmm. the Bob Dylan song mm-hmm. and like listen to the words more. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll probably watch that Denzel movie because yeah. I'm never mad at a Denzel movie. Uh-uh. I've never seen it. Oh, that's I know I've, I've seen like the cover and shit yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but i've never watched it and when did it come out 90s 99 oh that's some that is some prime time denzel that's good denzel yeah that's good denzel i tell you what about him i do i do i do like him he's he's a good looking guy he is handsome yeah um well sorry that uh there it was murder light this week (laughs) Uh, that's okay i'm sure people will enjoy this i'm sure they won't uh oh they josh will. josh i'm they looking will. at you he's always like i don't like the old ones that I'm, wasn't old. no josh doesn't like the ones from like, 1850 yeah but those are fun too oh I, but those those also skim over the murders so. I, mm, <laughs> well no i think they no you talk about the murder it's just it's probably tough to research those because they're yes. so old yeah you know so old she, look she's She's too old. Yeah, you yeah. can't research her. She's she's, she's too, too old. Yeah, no, those are uh, a bit annoying to research. Yeah, but they're yeah. fun stories. Yeah, it's like a whole another <clears throat> life mm-hmm. back then. I mean, like a, like it's yeah. just insane that it wasn't that long ago, mm-hmm. but it seems it like is and it isn't yeah. so fucking long like the ago. um the uh the Virginia one we did with the courtroom um God what was his name Floyd Allen I think he was like it was just like a a a shootout in the and it was like 1920 something it was oh like just my in the, god in like i Floyd know county or something holy shit i forgot yeah. about that yeah one. i did too it was that like that one is insane it's just like all of a sudden like just like 
there's sh- that one is like yeah. that's like the last bit of like cowboyness. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's holy like that weird shit, like it's- someone came in here. Like because now it would just be horrifying. Someone walks in a room and shoots a bunch of people yeah. and they fucking either shoot him or yeah. they get him down and they arrest him and it's like, oh my god, this mass murder, this is awful. But back then it was like, I come in, I'm shooting. Now you have five people pulling their guns out and fucking shooting at you, and then his friends are shooting over at somebody exactly. else. It's like fucking saloon style you got like chicks, in any public place you got chicks like pulling out guns from their cleavage yeah and, and they're shit. fucking the little like uh what do you call the, the thing the, the um, garter garter belt yeah like yeah. the little slip thing yeah that you take off at a wedding yeah yeah garter you got belt. a little like one like pea shooter in that yeah yeah they're pulling that shit out <laughs> shooting people in the dicks it's yeah. like everybody's going off bar keeps behind yeah. you got the salt off that's really like i I mean, I, it's hard to tell with all the ones we've done, but I th- think that's one of my favorite. That one's in it's insane. fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, uh, I just wanted to get you in the mood for hands. Oh, I'm super in the mood for hands. Yeah. 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 I got uh, Conor McGregor's fighting this weekend. I'm sure a bunch of you are watching it. Yay. Because that's like, it's like a Floyd Mayweather fight, boxing oh, yeah. fight. It's like, oh. Well, we'll watch this. It's like going to Super Bowl parties when you don't give a shit about football. Yeah, it's like, it's like well, I'm going to this party because there's going to be a fuckload of chips. So that's good. And, and I, then beer. And I know who the 49ers are. Yeah, or I know like, who the Cowboys are. It's always are. fun to just have something to rally around. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like one thing to hang out. Like, you guys want to hang out? Yeah, we'll turn some music on. We'll yeah. shoot the shit. But when you can, like, get drunk and get fucking fired mm. up over something oh, with great. all your friends. Psst. Well, I love when, Super good time. especially like fights like this, because because uh, you guys like will lose your I, fucking mind. I will lose my yeah, voice yeah, at times yeah. when shit gets a little too wild. Yeah, and that, folks, is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. So good times. Yeah, um, I've got my proper number twelve uh, Conor McGregor whiskey. Yeah, hopefully you take more money from Max. Uh, yeah. Shout I, out Max for your forty dollars from I the alleged- last one. I may or may not allegedly have 10 bucks on this. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, you can gamble online in Virginia now. Oh, right on. Well, that's oh, we got to buy... Um, Holy shit, we got to buy tickets. lottery tickets. Yeesh. We're not lottery ticket people, but it's up to like a billion goddamn dollars. Yeah, so, you, you, you kind of got to throw, well throw in 10, 10 bucks. Also, you can buy those online. Holy shit. At least in Virginia. So this is this is uh, the whole country? Is that uh, the, like the yeah, big, big one? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's it called? The... Mega millions. Mega millions. Mega millions in the Powerball are a whole country, but you we buy into it through the Virginia law. Uh huh. Yeah, but it, the, it, the whole fucking yeah, the whole world. nation, nation is against plays you. it, not world nation. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like um the good the, luck to us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We we will. You know, we could use like seven hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's something that I think about sometimes, and I'm like, sometimes. you know, like. We kind of oh, now that we have a rug, we kind of need. It's now the jackpot is now at one point zero bill. See, there you go, folks. Normally, it's like, eh, you know, what's twenty million? I'm not gonna go buy a ticket. Why not though? But this is fucked. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. This is insane money. Yeah, like why? Why would this you? is where like, uh, like factories pull together all their money and try to get the fuck out of there well that's what we used to do at the bank and it's with this like, kind of money but it's also fun yeah it is fun yeah it's definitely fun yeah. why not play exactly fuck it autofill add to cart I'm you know you go to like them right now you go to mcdonald's and buy some garbage food mm-hmm. delicious garbage food but garbage food we spend like 17 18 bucks mm-hmm. spend that shit on some tickets yeah yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah, so you just want to do 10 because I'm literally buying them right now. Uh, you are buying them right now? Yeah. You know what? They're 20 on there. 20? Let's yeah. do 20. Suck it. Why not? 
Might make half of, might maybe make half of it back tomorrow night. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um all right, let's hop off of here. Okay. Um thanks for listening and Oh, Jesus. He's been <laughs> drinking a little. <laughs> that was thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, what have I been watching? A couple quick suggestions. You I just watch... watched Wolf of Wall Street last oh, night. Yeah. That was Super good. Super good, always. What, what else, Shout what out uh, Henry Zabrowski. What did I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's fucking funny He's in that. He's great in that. What did I watch before that? Ooh, I watched that movie with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, The Killers. Oh, I think it's just called Killers. Oh, okay. Him I and uh, Catherine Heigl. Yeah, that bitch. <laughs> Sweet boobs. <laughs> oh, sugar boobs. Sugar boobs. Yeah. yeah that movie, hot. actually, uh, it's okay. Yeah. I watched it yeah, as you like was... a, uh, you went to bed early one night and I was like, Migraine. Whatever. We're going to watch some bullshit here. I just turned it on and I did not mind it. But I watched something else, too. I was going to say, you definitely watched something else. What did I just watch? Oh, it was something down here. I watched oh, Rounders. You, you watched Rounders. You watched, oh, the Tiger Doc. Oh, and I watched the Tiger Doc. You said this, the second episode is yeah, better. Yeah, it's good. If you have HBO, that Tiger documentary, it's two episodes. They're both like an hour and a half. That shit's pretty good. You'll watch the first one and be like, eh, it's a little dramatic. Mm-hmm. But then you watch the second one, and that one's like kind of what you want the whole thing to be. Yeah. Like it talks a lot more about his like golf yeah. Like starting to suck and then coming back. Yeah. It's dope. Even though it'll make you angry when you're like, yeah, it's oh crazy. my God, I At the hate the shit. way that the paparazzi. People are such garbage. Yes, yeah, such garbage. Like they'll literally like you are walk garbage. up to you while you're walking to the coffee shop and be like, hey, hey, uh, so why are you such a fucking piece of shit? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, did you hear me? Did did you know, like, do you know that everybody thinks you're a fucking piece of shit? Like, why do you think you're such a fucking piece of shit? Why do you think that? Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, could you imagine having these, like, wiener ass dudes hold a camera in your face and just ask and like. I'd be so angry. Just so degrading and shit. And then like it, like his wife, like right after the divorce or the affair, I can't even remember. But they're like, they're like, how do you feel? And it's like, how the fuck do you think she feels? How do feels? you think she feels? How do you think you're making her feel? Exactly. By like following around. She's just her trying around. to put her kid in the car and go. Like my god, you're harassing the shit out of these people. You are the worst people. Go mm-hmm. jump off a fucking bridge exactly. with your camera. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's the only part about that. that I was like, this is making oh me so god. angry. It's it like, is infuriating. It's like when you watch um, what is it, the social dilemma? It's like you're just like, oh my god, this just makes me hate tech companies. Yeah. Anyway. Holy shit, we've been talking. Okay, everybody. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Well, just trying to throw a couple things out there for you to watch. Um, maybe you'll want to watch them. Yep. Uh, maybe you've already watched them. Probably maybe. have. They're all old movies. Maybe you need to buy lottery tickets, like I just did. Go buy some lottery tickets. Get paid, son. Get Pay. Earn. <laughs> so there Work. it is. Um, if you're watching the Connor fight tomorrow, have fun. Let's mm-hmm. go, Connor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for listening. We'll see you all at the next one. See ya. Peace. Bye. Out. <laughs>